0: hello folks welcome to the first episode of the south pole podcast i am going to read you an article today that is listed on our website for a couple reasons you won't have to dig for it you can listen to it as you work on your farm and i just want to put it out there and we want to get this podcast rolling hopefully we will be able to do some interviews as time goes on and continue to bring y'all interesting content Why Choose South Poles by Dave Roberts Hello, I'm Dave Roberts of Fort Payne, Alabama, formerly from Illinois I was raised in the Hereford and Poled Hereford business I also raised some Angus cattle along the way, dealt in crossbred and purebred show steers, and managed a large purebred polled Hereford operation for many years, but as sometimes happens the owners passed away and that chapter of my life came to an end. Shortly after that I was called up by an acquaintance to see if I was interested in moving to Alabama to work for Bent Tree Farms owned by Teddy Gentry. I said I would come and look around, but I already had a good offer from a place in North Texas. I arrived in Alabama in May 1998, toured the farm and had a chance to meet Teddy Gentry. I was inspired. Teddy had ideas outside the box. He was trying to do things different from most purebred breeders by producing cattle that were more adaptable and efficient for their environment. I had never seen a South Pole until that day. For those of you who do not know, the South Pole is a composite breed that is 1 quarter Herford, 1 quarter Angus, 1 quarter Barzona, and 1 quarter Centipole. No, they didn't originate in the Garden of Eden, nor did any other breed. I had heard about Barzonas and Centipoles, but had never seen any until that day in 1998. They add a lot to the South Pole breed. The Barzonas are very hardy, heat tolerant have good udders and live a long time. One of the old Barzona cows a lot of South Poles go back to lived to be 26. The South Pole breed is extremely heat tolerant, milk well, put a good shape in a ribeye, do extremely well in hot summer months. I know about Hereford and Red Angus. Teddy explained he used them in the mix because the Herefords were very docile and had foraging ability and could adapt about anywhere. The Angus were noted for their carcass traits and mothering ability. What I liked about the South Pole breed is that combining these four other breeds of cattle created a cow that is very balanced, is efficient on grass, very fertile, produces a very nice tender carcass, and is very problem free. Problem free might be the most important point in my opinion. Compared to other cattle I've been around, they have fewer calving problems. Less pink eye, fewer prolapses, fewer fertility problems, more calf vigor, and fewer fly problems. If you don't think so, run them with another breed and count the flies on each animal on a hot, humid day. These are all economic traits that can't be measured by EPDs. I need to start over a little bit. I took the job at Bentry back in 1998. I was excited when I got to calve out the first set of full blood South Pole heifers I had been around. They all calved unassisted and the calves got up and nursed and were running around in no time. The South Pole breed started out from a pretty humble beginning, from an idea to reality. In a few short years, South Pole bred calves have spread from Fort Payne, Alabama to twenty some states and three South American countries. Dave says he gets questions all the time about South Poles. Number one, what are their carcass traits? Answer, the last load of steers bent tree fed out graded 96% choice and prime. Two, what about gain? Answer, a pot load of South Pole steers in the feedlot situation gained 4.89 pounds per day setting a record for the feeder who feeds thousands per year. In a grazing situation, a grazier reported a potload of South Pole steers outperformed any cattle he had dealt with. Three, what about fertility? The answer, ask someone like Bill Bond of Texas, the heifers he kept for replacements all settled, and of the heifers he sold, all but one settled first service AI. As a side note, I've never known a grass. Raise South Pole bulls to not be fertile. If I'm wrong, please let me know. Four. What about their docility? The answer is: Why not ask my old friend, neighbor John Bell from Plymouth, Illinois? I've been dealing with John for more years than I like to count. He's been buying bulls from Bentree since I've been here. He told me he wished he had South Pole bulls 25 years ago. He was finally producing cattle that were easily to handle. Number five, what about adaptability? The answer is South Poles were bred to be the Southern Mama Cow, but have thrived and survived from Florida to Minnesota and from the Carolinas to California. So far, none in Alaska. In summary, one of the most important things about the South Pole breed is the people who have become involved as breeders. They have become great friends and are true stewards of their land, grass, and cattle. On a side note, on the breeders, Teddy's got a great article about taking care of the people we sell cattle to. Maybe I'll share that one in the next episode. And then moving on, most of these things Dave's talked about, anybody who's owned South Pole Cattle has experience, if I'm speaking to a newcomer, definitely encourage you to come to a field day, check them out. Get on the website, look up somebody in your area. You know, if you can drive an hour, or two, three hours, you're anticipating buying some, go check them out. Most of the folks are, I'd say everybody I've met, pretty decent folks to deal with. Um, You may make your lifelong friend. Definitely look at some decent cattle most of the time. Go check them out, see if you like them. They may be a great fit for your operation. And what Dave says, most of us have experienced it Um, things like insect tolerance they just they do well pretty much wherever we see them maybe not a silver bullet or a magic bullet but compared for myself for all the different types of cattle I've ran they came out the winner so thank you for listening I'm Doyle and continue to check back for new podcasts. Thank you very much. Hello, folks, and welcome back to another episode of the South Pole Podcast. I am your host, Doyle Unruh, recording again today from Georgia. And I am actually on the road today today. And as I drive, I got some time, and I said, I want to talk to y'all about some things that I've learned through my time, you know, grazing animals, watching, just little things I've picked up, because it's the little things you pick up from your fellow livestock farmers that can help you, you know, obviously, you can you can read about research, that sort of thing, that's always beneficial, and it's got its place, but it's the little things about you know when you got grass in the winter what color is it how thick is it how long will it feed animals and you may pick up some of that on a research paper but you may get more information just you know from talking to a farmer so that's kind of what i want to bring you today so stay tuned Hello folks, and welcome back to another episode of the South Pole Podcast. I am your host, Doyle Unruh, recording again today from Georgia, and I am actually on the road today, and as I drive, I got some time, and I said I want to talk to y'all about some things that I've learned through my time, you know, grazing animals, watching, just little things i picked up because it's the little things you pick up from your fellow livestock farmers that can help you, you know, obviously you can, you can read about research, that sort of thing, that's always beneficial and it's got its place, but it's the little things about, you know, when you got grass in the winter, what color is it, how thick is it? How long will it feed animals and you may pick up some of that on a research paper but you may get more information just you know from talking to a farmer so that's kind of what I want to bring you today so stay tuned hello folks and welcome back to another episode of the South Pole podcast I am your host Doyle Unruh recording again today from Georgia And I am actually on the road today. And as I drive, I got some time and I said, I want to talk to y'all about some things that I've learned through my time, you know, grazing animals, watching just little things I picked up because it's the little things you pick up from your fellow livestock farmers that can help you. You know, obviously you can, you can. Read about research, that sort of thing. That's always beneficial and it's got its place, but it's the little things about, you know, when you got grass in the winter, what color is it? How thick is it? How long will it feed animals? And you may pick up some of that on a research paper, but you may get more information just, you know, from talking to a farmer. So that's kind of what I want to bring you today. So stay tuned.